I've heard it said that the God of the Old Testament is harsh, full of wrath and violence, a judging God that is willing to condone violence, while the God of the New Testament is peaceful, loving, and forgiving. Perhaps that thought has run through your mind recently, even as recently as today. Because after all, in today's Old Testament reading, God announces through his prophet Amos that the king will die by the sword, the people of Israel will go away in exile, and that Amaziah, the king's royal priest, will suffer worst of all. His wife will become a prostitute, his children will be killed, his land will be auctioned off, and he will die homeless and friendless. Contrast this dire prophecy with the story we find in Luke's gospel, the parable of the Good Samaritan. In this parable, Jesus uh, illustrates with this story just exactly what it means to love God, love self, and love neighbor. In this parable, kindness and love and mercy are what it's all about. So if we look at the nature of God in this way, a God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament, then basically what we're saying is that at some point, God changed. That God was one way when he created the world, but eventually he realized the error of his judging ways, and sometime around the, G the time of Jesus, God, of course, corrected. He decided to stop all of the punishing and the killing and the judging and to start loving and healing and forgiving. And that story sounds like it could work. We all, of course, prefer the image of a loving, peaceful God over an angry, violent one. But is the narrative really as simple as that? What about all the times that God repented of his punishment in the Old Testament? In fact, in the book of Amos, in the very six verses preceding the ones we heard today, Amos sees two other visions of destruction. Amos sees visions of locusts and visions of fire destroying the land. And Amos begs God to not follow through with his punishment. He cries, how can the people bear this? They are so vulnerable. And God relents. He doesn't follow through with his plans of judgment and punishment. Conversely, when we examine the 10th chapter of Luke's gospel, just 12 verses before the parable of the Good Samaritan, we discover that Jesus, as he commissions the 70 and their mission to the nations, Jesus harshly condemns those towns that will reject his messengers. Jesus says, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! At the judgment, it will be more tol tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Not everyone in the New Testament receives a message of forgiveness and love. So as simple and as tempting as it is to say so, there is no God of the Old Testament and God of the New Testament. There is only God. In the story of the history of our salvation in both the Old and New Testament, we come to know one God, the same God, 
a God who is loving and just. Love and justice are two sides of the same coin. You cannot have love without justice. And you cannot have justice without love. Martin Luther King said, justice at its best is love correcting everything that stands in the way of love. Justice corrects everything that stands in the way of love. There are times when it is clear that, as it was in the, in, in the case of Amos's time, that God's people are not living up to God's standard of love of neighbor. In the third vision that God grants Amos, the one that we heard today, Amos sees God holding a plumb line. A plumb line is a weight hanging from a piece of rope used to make sure that a wall is perfectly vertical. So in other words, Amos sees God examining the people of Israel to make sure that their walls of their society are well built. And God's verdict is that the walls are not built well. The wall is not sturdy, but it is cracking and it is leaning. As some people in the people of this, in, in the northern kingdom flourish and gain power and wealth under a time of relative peace, others are being left out. People like Amaziah, the royal priest, are concerned about ritual and worship doing it all right, but they're not at all concerned about the needs of the poor who aren't being brought along in this nation's rush to power and wealth. Does that sound familiar? How well is our society built? If God were to hold up a plumb line to examine our construction, what would he say? We know the answer all too well. After the events of this week, the insensible violence that we've seen, there are cracks running down the walls of our society. The cracks draw lines between rich and poor, between straight and gay, between white and black or brown. This week we added two more names, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling, to the long list of black or brown people killed by the police. And Philando, Philando and Alton are already being subjected to the harsh glare of public view. Their last moments and their words will continue to be judged and analyzed. The investigations have only just begun. There are many questions to be asked, but today I think there is only one question worth asking. And that question is, did Philando and Alton deserve to die? And that question can be not be anything but no. They did not deserve to die. And of course, this week, we also witnessed the horrific killing and injuring of police officers in Dallas. There will be plenty of questions that we'll be asking about the motives of the killer, about why it happened. But there is only one question worth asking today. 
And that question is, did those police officers in Dallas deserve to die? And the answer cannot be anything but no. They did not deserve to die. This week it feels like the walls of our society are not just cracked, but that they're crumbling. Our society is built on a very poor foundation. After weeks like this one in the midst of a summer filled with senseless violence, it's easy to feel discouraged and defeated, confused and numb. But we can't turn away from the pain. We must somehow find it within ourselves to change. Because our just and loving God is grieving in love and raging at our injustices. The God of justice and love grieves and rages when he hears the mother of Alton Sterling's oldest son say when she says the day after his death, as a mother, I have now been forced to raise a son who's going to remember what happened to his father. The God of justice and love grieves and rages for the families of the police officers injured and killed in Dallas. And this grieving, raging God's response is nothing other than justice. Justice that corrects everything that stands in the way of love. We don't like to hear it. I don't like to say it. But God is judging our nation right now. For all of the events of this week, for our nation's long and complex history of racism and gun violence, hatred and misunderstanding, God is judging us. How exactly, I cannot say. I'm not like Amos. I don't have special access to God's visions and plans to execute justice. But God wants to know, will we assist him in his work of justice? Will we do the hard work of rebuilding the foundations and the walls of our society? I wish I knew how exactly to go about that work. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm, it's awkward and it's uncomfortable for me to do it, but I'm naming and acknowledging my own privilege. I'm promising to pay attention to God's grief and rage. Because as a white person, I have the privilege of looking away, of forgetting about the fault line of racism that exists in our country. I have the ability to retreat into my privilege, a privilege that, if I'm honest, I both treasure and despise. I do not know what it is like to raise sons who must fear the police rather than seek their protection. I do not know what it is like to be treated with suspicion rather than respect simply because of the color of my skin. I have the privilege of forgetting at times that the world is an unjust world. But Alton Sterling did not have that privilege. Philando Castile did not have that privilege. And anybody who moves through this world in black or brown skin does not have that privilege. We must begin the work of rebuilding 
but first we must acknowledge that the cracks are there. Our God is a God of love and justice. It's uncomfortable to stand and look into the cracks of pain and hurt, misunderstanding and fear. But we must continue to stand and look until God's justice is done. Amen. Thank you.